Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. Keenan, how you doing tonight? I'm good. It's a probably game of the week's on on Thursday, which is a little odd. Actually, Monday might be too, but on the end of but I'm really excited for this game tonight and for the football slate this week. It's going to be fun. Great football weekend ahead of us. Uh, it's rare that you get bookended two really good matchups like this, two game of the week possibilities, Thursday night and then Monday night, Chiefs-Eagles. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, some good games in between. Yep. Our Sunday night game is actually not too bad with Broncos-Vikings. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, that might have looked pedestrian, yeah. but should be a fun game. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this or not, but Drake is dropping again tonight, Scary Hours 3. I saw, um, is he going on tour with J. Cole? He is going on tour with J. Okay, Cole. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Daniel Reed asked me about that. He was like, Drizzy and uh, Cole tour? And I was like, I didn't know fully, but I wasn't 100% sure. They're going on tour. They dropped the video for uh, First Person How'd Shooter How'd you feel today. about that, if you saw it? And then Drake along with that. I didn't watch the... I kind of skimmed through it. I saw Cole's part and then I like rewound it and then kind of skimmed through it. It's a dope video. I mean, I don't really, I can't remember the last video I watched like start to finish, mm. uh, but it was cool. It was cool. It's good. Drake seems to at least put effort yeah. into his videos when he does them. So, I mean, that's cool. But, uh, you know, I wish music videos were still a thing yeah. to some degree, but I mean, for more than anything, they're viral. Yeah. Like when he did the, the too sexy video, the same day CLB dropped. Get Kawhi in it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that was a viral moment. Uh, but it's cool. Drake does a good job with that. Um, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw that he was dropping tonight, I was like, for the first time in a while, I was like, I really don't need Drake right now. Like we just heard from mm-hmm. him. Um, granted, you know, if it's great music, then cool. But that's the first time when I was like, eh, I don't really need this right now. Uh, Andre 3000's dropping a flu album tonight too. I don't know if you heard about that. I did not hear about that. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm, that I'm excited Flute about. Album the the Drake. I'm not um, in BBL love. Like the interlude, he said the last line he says is these boys praying I don't, I don't drop again. And every time I listen to that, I'm like, no, actually, Drake, I'm actually kind of hoping you don't drop. Like I'd like to give you a couple years of <laughs> like in between allowing because it's it's just oversaturated at this point, and I feel like. I feel like he's oversaturating and putting out decent music when I feel like he could wait a little bit and put all that together into making something great. And I'd rather wait two years to get something great than wait 10 months to get something pretty good. That's me. Part of me wants to say, I don't know if he has a great album in him just because he's just so rich and so far above everybody when it comes to like the lifestyle he lives uh but at the same time i've said numerous times on here i I think her loss is a great album granted that's a collab Mm -hmm. album so maybe it takes another artist to bring that out of them but solo albums i mean i think i mentioned a couple weeks back and it remains true to this week i have not gone back to for all the dogs for at least a month and it dropped dropped in september right or beginning of october first week of october it was beginning of October. So it's been about six weeks and I haven't really tuned back to it. Granted, I haven't been listening to music a ton. Um, 
I really like Brent Fayez's album. Mm. That's one of my favorite releases. Meek and Ross dropped last week. I was very much looking forward to that. that. Had a busy weekend. Have gotten a chance. I've gotten about halfway through That's it, good. and I've really liked what I've heard so far. Uh, and then we got some more good releases tonight. I mean, I'm hoping this Three Stacks album is kind of a prank and he's really got some rapping on there, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. Uh, Tory Lanez Alone at Prom is dropping. The Deluxe, that's dropping tonight. Lil Wayne and 2 Chains College Grove too. So yeah. that I'm looking forward to. Lil Durk's got a, got a what are these, a, the label album coming out. Lil Durk and OTF, 42 Doug. So there's some good music tonight for sure. To go along yeah. with Drake. Danny Brown, if you're into that, he's dropping an album. Earth Gang's dropping an album. Ari Lennox looks like he's dropping mm. a single. So there's a lot of good music tonight. And we've had great music all around this year. Uh, Jeezy just had a good release. Um, I got to dive into the music side of things more, especially since we're going to have a year-end music podcast per usual coming in like six weeks. You know, it'll be here before we know it. So what are you hey, listening to lately? What's been on your playlist? Be- I was going to say, depending on how things go, that could be together, like together, together, not just over the waves. That that last one that, could that, be. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. It it likely, it will, likely be will be. I mean, that'll be a big week of football too. We could we, we could be able to we could be able to get a few podcasts in actually. Um, what I've been listening to, Shaq and Kobe. Uh, I have Day been listening too. to Shaq and Kobe for sure. Uh, I do like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been listening for all the dogs. It has like. Four or five songs on it where I'm like, or I'll go back to it. Uh, first person shooter, of course. One thing I did want to mention about that video too was it felt kind of fitting to me that when Drake was rapping his first part, he was going back and forth with Cole playing ping pong. And when Cole was rapping his part, they were playing chess because it really felt like a chess to checkers kind of thing with Cole compared to Drake on that track. It just felt like there was just levels and just levels above just like not that Drake uh, Cole's levels above Mm -hmm. Drake, but in the sense of that song, he is levels above Drake. So it kind of felt in a weird way. I don't even think they meant to do that, but it just kind of felt like that a little bit to me in my head when I watched it. But um, pretty much I've been listening to a lot of Cole features like there I go. First person shooter, obviously the secret recipe there too. I've actually dipped a little bit back into anti um that and that's kind of pretty much it i've been listening to a little bit more battle rap there's some battles that have been dropping anti the rihanna yeah rihanna the rihanna album anti yeah interesting okay you're very interesting but i've dipped back into uh battle rap a little bit here too um tay rock versus jack boy came out on your url app about yesterday or two days ago i watched a war versus real sick that's an amazing battle uh, so I've been dr- dipping back into battle rap, gearing up for this la- these last few big battles that are coming up so- soon too. So I haven't been listening to too much music. It's been that sports and uh, battle rap. So I uh, cannot wait to talk NBA soon. Maybe whether it's you and myself, you, me, and Camden, maybe me, you, and Brandon Petty. But I have a lot of thoughts in the league. Uh, I'm liking how this season is going so far. There's still quite a bit of load management. But not a ton. You know, we're still seeing it with the stars. But, I mean, we're for the most part, at least the young stars are playing. Um, yeah. This in-season tournament is better than expected. I can't wait to see what the final product looks like in Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say I have a bone to pick with you. Uh, you said prior to the year, I think I'd had it to where it was in our preview. 
that it was like from each group to advance and then you were like yeah. no it's one but i think it is two from the group advance so i think it is like what that'd be eight teams in there if so that's a decent sized tournament i thought it was four on each side i think it's from what i from what I read, I thought it was four on each side. If I am, if I said that, because I said it was four on each side, one from each group and then one extra. If it's two from each group and then like two extra, why not? Like it's double what I said, then absolutely wrong about that. I think I it is. I thought two it from was each group. one per each and then two and then it'll go into like kind of like a semifinal thing. But if I read that wrong, then I read that wrong. That's. Yeah, we that's might. So we might be getting 12. Either way, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, I think we're going to mm-hmm. get a surprise team or two. Uh, yeah, a lot of leak thoughts, but I mean, look, we want to be, there's been times where we run over time and, you know, we're getting in the middle of the first quarter by the time we get out of here, we want to make it to this game. So let's, let's start off. I want to be comfortable for this game. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, so Ravens Bengals, both coming off losses, both coming off surprising losses. I would say, at least in the fashion that they happened. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about it? What, where are you going? Like, what's your lean on this game? How do you feel about it overall? To this point, this is the most important game of the year. Like, obviously like Dallas Philly was one of them. Uh, Miami KC was one of them just because of the seating purposes. But this truly is like the most important game of the year. And it's not just because they're two really good teams. It is the, the Ravens lose, since he's a half game back in the win column of them and the Ravens have three divisional losses now. Mm-hmm. So the divisions, so the division easily could be taken from them. If the that's, if the Ravens lose, if since he loses playoffs are looking bleak, not impossible. They did want, they did run off eight last year, so it's not impossible, but it's looking bleak because you're going to five and two at a minimum would get you in and that's a minimum because they don't have they wouldn't have they have the tiebreaker with the Steelers because they'd beat them twice they wouldn't have the tiebreaker with the Browns nor the Ravens so the division's pretty much gone and then you have to think they don't have the tiebreaker with the Texans they they would have to beat the Jag they play the Jags so they might have the tiebreaker with the Jags depending on obviously what the Texans do so they don't have a lot of tiebreakers so mm-hmm. this game for them is very very important which is why I trust the Bengals in a like it's 50-50 for me because it's in Baltimore, which makes me obviously lean Baltimore. That's a really tough place to play. And then you got Cincy, where it's like Burrow, when his back's against the wall, he really doesn't fall flat. Like every time this year when his back's been truly against the wall, he hasn't fallen flat. But again, you only you don't want to put yourself in that situation four or five times. You want it to be once or twice. He's he's like two for two right now, because I'd say the Rams game really was one. Obviously, they didn't play well, but they got it done. And then I would have personally said the 49ers one was one and he got it done. Um, so it's, it's for me, it's like 50, 50 right now. I'm, I've been bouncing back and forth with it all day. I really have been. I feel kind of the same. I think if you would have asked me earlier in the week, and I think I did say this, uh, you know, I would have leaned more towards Bengals. Now I'm yep. leaning towards the Ravens a little bit, uh, just because like you said, you illustrated it is kind of a must win for them. If they lose this game, it's three down in the division. Uh, only what a game ahead of the Bengals, right? If they half lose game. this game, half game. 
Uh, and then you got Steelers be seven and four, Bengals six and four, and then the winner if they if the Ravens lose this game, the winner of Steelers Browns is number one in the division. Exactly. So things could flip very quickly. Um, I had said on Monday when we talked that had the Bengals and the Ravens held for right that yeah. I think the Ravens would have gave a strong effort in this first half, and if for some reason they were down double digits. You know, maybe gave it another strong effort in the third, but overall just kind of concede to the Bengals for lack of mm-hmm. better terms. You know, maybe not not all the way quit, not all the way tank that game, but you know, if it gets to 14 or something for whatever reason, or if things weren't going their way, you know, just say, okay, we're going to call off the dogs here. But the fact that they both lose and it now kind of is a must win for the Ravens, uh, mm-hmm. add something to it. And they both play each other very well. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I have no clue. Like, I really don't. I, I lean towards the Ravens, but, I mean, the Bengals absolutely could win. But then you think about it, and you think about last year's playoff game without Lamar and how well the Ravens played him. And you kind of, especially given that it's at home, you, you kind of want to lean Ravens. So yeah, that's what makes this a great matchup, though. Uh, I'm happy that we do, in fact, have Lamar for this matchup. Uh, that's a great yeah, thing. Absolutely. The fact that we can have Lamar and Joe Burrow go against each other. I mean, little did we know Sunday would be the last time we saw Deshaun Watson, uh, which takes a little luster off all the Browns divisional matchups now going forward. Uh, Very interested to see how that takes their season. Uh, But Keenan, without further ado, we're talking about it. But we're like we said, we're just going to get right into picks here. So what is your pick? Who do you have winning score? And if you have a specific way, maybe you can you can, uh, you know, if it's Burrow. As time running down, you know, he needs a touchdown, gets it going, or if it's McPherson, or if it's Tucker, Justin Tucker kicking a field goal. What you got? I think this game is going to be close throughout the entirety of it, and that makes me favor the Bengals just a hair. The Ravens have blown a few late game leads to division opponents this year. Lamar, 12 turnovers. So from the fourth quarter overtimes for us over over the last three years, which is the most in the league. Not that I'm not I'm not the person trying to say he's not a clutch quarterback or anything. I think he can show up to big games. I just think sometimes he can get a little careless with the ball late, and I think that can cost you. Obviously, against a team like the Bengals, I'm leaning Bengals twenty five twenty three. Nothing I would bet. I would. I would never like it's not a com it wouldn't be a confident. I think 25 23 Bengals, I'm leaning that just because I think the game is close and I favor the Bengals in that. If you told me this game was 10 plus, like the the spread was 10 plus, I'd actually say the Ravens won. That would be my personal opinion, the way they're playing. I think close game favors the Bengals, and I think it will be close 25 23 if I didn't say the score. Well, I have 24 to 20 Baltimore. Uh, the only three losses on the Ravens' resume were comeback wins. Colts, Steelers, and the Browns. And the Browns and Steelers were particularly yep. fluky. And even that Colts game, uh, I mean, Ravens kind of got hosed with a non-pass interference call at midfield there on a fourth down call, I believe it was. Um, overall, I just think Baltimore is the better team. Then you factor in the home field advantage. Then you factor in like I said, that they really do need this game now. And uh, I do think it's going to be low scoring, 24-20. Who knows how that exactly shakes out with the scoring, yeah. uh, whether it's an offensive-heavy first half or second half. Um, 
but I do favor the Ravens here. I do think they're the better team, uh, and they need it. They need it, and I like their defense better than the Bengals at this point in time. Yeah, uh, if they that's fair. Sam Hubbard's also injured too, which does which hurts. Sam Hubbard and T Higgins are out, which is a B. The big ones for the for Cincy, Ronnie Staley is out for the Ravens and Marlon Humphrey, but he's been out too. So those are a couple big ones. Without Marlon Humphrey, obviously the Ravens defense has still been very good, but they give a chance for Jamar Chase to really get going. So it, it'll be really interesting to see either two very well coached teams. It's gonna be it's gonna come down to a few plays, X's and O's there, which if a quarterback makes a mistake or not. So. It's going to be a really good game. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think the Ravens will be able to get to Burrow a bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I'm leaning. Uh, again, not confident in it. I feel the same way as you. It's 50-50, but I lean Ravens for sure. But, yeah. you know, wouldn't be surprised if we come out of this with a Bengals win yeah. heading into and Sunday's I'm not games. Surprised. And I'm not surprised if the Ravens come out on top of this. It's one of those ones where – Again, you have a four-point game. I have a two-point game. It's going to come down to a couple plays down the stretch. You're favoring home field. I think the Bengals are a little bit better in execution time. That's And the Ravens are favored by three and a half here. Some places you could get it four. It didn't even make it down to a full three, which, you know, gives me some confidence in the Ravens more so than the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, that three and a half might be because of the injuries, like you said, to T. Higgins. and, you know, the other injuries on their offense. But, you know, in general, it's going to be a bloodbath. There's probably going to be nothing normal about this game as we see with the AFC North. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm just glad we finally have a Thursday night football game worth watching. Uh, we've had some pretty bad ones this year, honestly, or pretty pedestrian games. Probably since, yeah. what, Eagles, Eagles-Vikings early on. That was like week two. That was a pretty good game. Uh, I guess Chiefs Broncos Monday night. Uh, uh, Chiefs Broncos was a pretty decent game, but like uh, also opening night, uh, steel, uh, Chiefs and Lions. True, that hardly like, counts. That, I'm just, I'm, yeah, no. See, that's my point. It's like opening night was one of your best ones, and that was obviously ring ceremony night. So that's a that just has a different feel to it all in itself. And you're they not coming really off a short two. week of rest and all that. Like you have a mm-hmm. basically off a full off season. Uh, Eagles Vikings was a good game, and then other than that, I'm scrolling through them real quick right now. Your next best one would have either been Chiefs Broncos nineteen to eight, or Jaguar Saints thirty one twenty four. Like uh, they've had some, each of them has some good moments, but like really, Vikings Eagles would have been your best one. That was week two, mm. so let's hope this one's good. Well, any more thoughts on that game? If not, we'll move nope. on to the Sunday um, slate. Yeah. So next I got Chargers at Packers. Packers are a three-point underdog. Uh, part of me wants to blindly just pick the Chargers. They're the better team. Uh, but at the same time, it is mid-November. They are going to Green Bay. That could lead to some cold weather. Uh, West Coast team going into cold weather. It's never usually a good trend. Um but, I mean, the Packers are a mess. Jordan Love low-key has been playing better the last few weeks. Uh, so this game's almost a toss-up for me. Uh, but I'm going to go. I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, maybe I'm just going to ride it out with uh, my preseason pick when I said they were going to win the division. Uh, that's clearly not going to happen. But I'm going to give fake confidence and blind faith in 
Brandon Staley in the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll say they're going to win 24-16 to 16 over the Packers. So I actually have the Chargers 23-17. Keenan Allen's hopeful. Um, so I would probably give it 60-40. He plays. They're already without Josh Palmer and Mike Williams. So If like they're Josh without Keenan Dayton. Allen, then Packers have a really good chance. No, that's a very good that's a very good chance. I don't know Jair Alexander's um status. I know he's been out for the last few weeks, so he might be back too, which that would definitely bolster their defense. But I just I think the Chargers are just a better team. The Packers offense hasn't been able to really get going all season long. I think that continues. Yeah, I mean it's weird. I mean and part of me wants to pick the pack and I almost wanna flip my pick now that I'm hearing about Keenan Allen's status. But, like I said, Love's playing a little better. It is, like, if it's cold there, I mean, it, I mean, it's a recipe for it to go bad for the Chargers. The Chargers always have a recipe to go bad. It seems how they have Brandon Staley. But you'd like to see them get some consistency, which they have over the last few weeks, really. Uh, they lose to the Lions, but they play really well, which is, you know, kind of what yeah. we were expecting. Um, but, yeah, I'll roll with that score. I think it's going to be low 45 scoring. and sunny. Interesting. So it could be, it could be all right. And you know what? Yeah. Keenan Allen's not there. The fact that I'm saying, hey, if Keenan Allen's gone, I don't trust Herbert against Jordan Love and the Packers defense, which has been, you know, here and there, the Packers defense has played well. It's been moments where you could carve yeah. it up. Um, that says a lot about Justin Herbert. If, you know, yeah, he'd be down a lot of weapons, sure, because they have had injuries earlier in the season with Mike Williams and such. But, you know, you'd like to see him just kind of put the team on his shoulders. I would say like Josh Allen, but he hasn't looked the greatest lately. Uh, but, you know, put the team on his shoulders Con- and really just, you know, take one home. You know, that's a lesser talented mm-hmm. team. A team, sure, that can win. They're a competitive team, but they've been a mess. And you'd like to see Herbert just take that one home. Yep. This is a game where a real, like, as you said, Josh Allen has been a mess, so he's kind of in flux. But you still have confidence, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. You have confidence that those guys are going to get even a Matt Stafford you be like, okay, Matt can go get you one, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of, and that's kind of like the next step between like that really good to like great is where I already have confidence in you that like, okay, yeah, like Burrow without Chase, I'd feel, I still feel confident that they can go get a W in Green Bay. A healthy Burrow or a healthy Mahomes, obviously say a Kelsey was out. I feel confident that he could go into Green Bay and get a win. Is it going to be harder? For sure. Could they lose? For sure. But I do feel confident, and that's just because of that level of quarterback. And Herbert, it kind of... You at least feel confident that Mahomes would give you a chance. Uh, Yeah. Because I don't know about the outcome in that. You know, I'd probably feel the same I do about Herbert, but at least I know Mahomes would give you a chance. Herbert, Mm. I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it wouldn't shock us if he had like a two-pick performance and it just was subpar. You know what I mean? That's that's the unfortunate part of Herbert. Granted, he's still young, but it seems like there's still that to him. That, like you said, Burrow and Mahomes and the other guys don't have. A little bit of C.J. Stroud even that wouldn't really shock you. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next game we have, though, divisional matchup. Titans at the Jags. Jaguars are favored by seven points. Uh, I think this is either going to be a Jaguars blowout or a close game, an unnecessarily close game. Uh, I mean, we kind of said last week, I've kind of been on this all season where I'm like, 
not too confident in the Jaguars in general as far as being an elite, elite team. Uh, yeah. But if you want me to have confidence in them at all, they need to at least just handle business here, right? So I'm going to give you a score of 27-17 Jaguars. But granted, yeah, I know divisional matchups can be crazy. We've seen the Pats upset the Bills. Uh, we mentioned the AFC North. We saw what happened last week with the Browns. Uh, crazy things do happen. But after what happened last week against the Niners, the Jags really do need a bounce back win here and not just a three point win or an ugly one possession win. No, they need an outright win over the Titans who, Mm -hmm. you know, they're starting a young quarterback. We saw him look like a rookie now come back to earth after that Thursday night game. First couple of weeks, he played pretty well and uh, he, he looks good as a quarterback, but the Jags have talent on defense. You'd like to see them put real pressure on them and just take this game away because yeah, if you win this game close, you can't feel good as a Jags fan. You already didn't feel good last week coming off that Niners game. Uh, you need a 10-point win here, a 14-point win here. You need something big if you're the Jags. And even if it does get to seven a game where you're in control the entire time and maybe a late score pushes it to that, whatever. But you need you need a start-to-finish confident win. Definitive is what win. you need here. Definitive we had the, we there was no doubt in this thirty to twenty. I got the Jags. I think they can get that done because obviously it's a division game. So there's a chance you could lose. I mean, there's a chance you can lose any week. But division games are a little different. They see you two times a year. They know you better than any other opponent does. Um, they can't lose this. Like this is a low key must win. Just the reason why it's only low key is just because the Tennessee Titans aren't that highly uh, touted of a opponent. But it's a low key must win because next week they play the Texans. Texans if are on they their heels. Lose, and the Texans are right on the heels. If the Texans win that game, regardless if the Texans win this week and they win next week, if the Texans beat the Jags next week, regardless of the outcomes, unless the Jags win, Texans lose, they're going to be number one in the division. You can't allow that to happen, and you can't. You need to keep that margin as big as possible. So the Jags need to get a win here. I think that they do. What's your score? Oh, I had 30 to 20. Okay, we each got 10-point victories. Uh, yeah. Next game I have is the Raiders going to Miami. Antonio Pierce's Las Vegas Raiders going to Miami. Uh, the, the Miami Dolphins are a 12.5-point favorite. Uh, I will have the Dolphins just winning outright 30-14. to 14. I don't think Aiden O'Connell puts up any sort of fight here. Uh, we do like the two wins from the Raiders. We do like the energy we've seen. But uh, to have a shootout with the Miami Dolphins at home where they're pretty tough to beat, where their offense definitely shows up. I don't think that's in the cards. I think they cover. I think they win big. Uh, who knows? Maybe two touchdowns for Tyreek, but definitely a win for the Dolphins here. Yeah, um, I agree 100% with you. I have it 41 to 20. Uh, they have a Dev- they have Devon Shane coming back this week. Mm. I think he's officially back now. So you have the one-two punch of him and Mostert again. Uh, they're coming off of a loss in Frankfurt where they didn't play well and off a bye. Tyreek Hill didn't play well. I think he's ready to get back and go off. Like he, he might buck 50 plus might be a nice little prop bet for you. Honestly, I think he could have a huge day. I think that whole entire Dolphins offense could have a good day, a huge day. Give Mike McDaniels two weeks to prep for a defense. Really contain Max Crosby and you've got the game in the bag. So I think that they do that and I think they win big. 
Next is the Cowboys at the Panthers. Another big spread here. We got a Cowboys favorite at 10 and a half. Uh, I almost want to pick the same exact score, but I'll switch it up a little bit. We'll say 35 to 13 Cowboys. Uh, look, we've seen it. A team like this, the Cowboys defense is going to swarm. Uh, the Panthers defense can be stingy at times, but I don't think it's going to matter too much. I think they're going to be on the field constantly which will lead to Pollard having a pretty decent day, which will lead to Dak having a big day. Uh, he's looked good since their bye week. Um, then you got the Cowboys heading in to the Thanksgiving game against the Commanders. You would like to say, oh, maybe this is a trap game, you know, if you're a Panthers fan, but I don't see it. Uh, the Cowboys are very much in the same spot they were last year at this time. They had a great record. Uh, you had a game, I forget who it was against, but you had a winnable game going into the Thanksgiving game, which was a winnable game, which I think they came away with a win. Uh, and then you're thinking Super Bowl after that. You really should have Super Bowl aspirations if you're the Dallas Cowboys. You really only have two or three teams ahead of you if you're the Dallas Cowboys. So they're going to take care of business here. Commanders might be a thorn in their side. We'll talk about that before Thanksgiving. But, uh, you know, you got to feel good if you're a Cowboys fan and a member of the Cowboys team going into this game for sure. Uh, Panthers are just a disaster of a team on offense, especially. Uh, I think Bryce Young's still going to be good, but it's looking ugly this year. He doesn't have really too great of a line. And with a quarterback that's going to be that small, you need to have a really good line because he's just, he's not going to be able to get out and throw over and around duress as well. So it's that he's not in a really great position, but again, he hasn't also, he's been, he's made some rookie mistakes and you expect that for rookies. You don't expect every rookie to only have two picks like CJ Stroud does. That's this is obviously unprecedented territory, but to get on with the game, I got a 34, 13 Dallas. Um, what they do best, they might be the best team in the league at beating up on inferior competition. Like if they're going to, if there's a team that you're going to bet, like, okay, I bet a team against a bad team is going to get 20-plus point win, it's going to be Dallas, better than anybody in the league. It's really how can they do against high-flying competition or people at their level. So 34-13, I think Tony Pollard finally has himself a pretty big day. I think they try to make it a point to get him the ball and get him rolling because they need him. This could be my Micah Parsons eight-sack game, my bold prediction before the season, so who knows. But I think they're definitely going to get could to Bryce be. Young. Uh, I would like to see the Panthers play calling be better. It seems to just be very pedestrian. I've used pedestrian a lot today, but very just run of the mill play calling. No creativity with him. Uh, he doesn't seem confident anytime he drops back. Uh, so I wonder if they replace Frank Reich after one year. I really do. Cause it hasn't been anything inspiring. You know, it's not like they've been competitive other than no. a few games here and there uh, in the course of the game they won. But you'd just like to see more out of them. And I think Bryce Young's capable of more. But like you said, I don't think it's all the way his fault either, especially being a rookie. I'm also a little shocked of their lack of use of Miles Sanders this <laughs> year. Like, obviously, Tell me I understand it. the Phillies line's amazing. I was going to say, I understand the Philly, Phillies line's amazing. But the one thing that they did last year well with Christian McCaffrey and then with Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard was they ran the ball pretty well. Mm -hmm. So you would you were assuming that they would come in and be able to run pretty decently this year again, but they haven't been able to get any semblance of a run game, which has made it easier to tee off on Bryce Young because it's like, okay, we'll get him in third and long. We'll just send the house at him, and we'll basically make him have to make a quick decision in three seconds with receivers who can't really create separation other than Adam Thielen. So. 
it hasn't been great. It hasn't been a really good situation for him either. So like, not that you're, you kind of give him like a little bit of a mulligan this year because of the situation that he's in. But obviously you want to see flashes at least. You don't need to have be a great, but you want to see at least flashes from him. He's had a flash here or there, but not as much you'll as see like going to see. forward. I think he'll progress and be pretty good. Not as much as you'd like to see, but I think going forward, you'll start to see, you might, you should start to see a little bit of things. Cause I do have faith in him. He's obviously it was a really good prospect coming out. For sure, for sure. Next, we have a sneaky good game, I believe. It's the Cardinals at the Texans. The Texans are favored by four and a half. Mm. Uh, look, I, there's been a few games. I mean, we talk about the Panthers. Uh, I came in here, laid out all the reasons why I think they could win against the Texans and then picked the Texans. Didn't even pick the Panthers, and then the Panthers went on to win. Uh, last week, we didn't record, but I sent you picks. I picked the Bills to win against the Broncos. Uh, I took the Broncos in everything on Monday night. I took the took the money line, took the seven and a half, took the seven, whatever it was. Uh, did great with that, but you know, ultimately picked the Bills in my picks, even though I really thought the Broncos had a great chance of winning. I think the Cardinals have a great chance of winning this game. I'm going to pick them in this game. Uh, I think this is a situation where everyone's going to be on the Texans. Uh, the Texans are feeling themselves, but they're still a young team. Right. If this is a team like you know, if they're a veteran team, they probably win this game, a game that they're favored by more than three points. Uh, Cardinals team, that's not good. You got Kyler coming back. He's still getting his legs under him, though. He looked pretty good last week. Uh, but I'm going to roll with the Cardinals here. Sure. I think they get a win. Cardinal Kyler Murray moves to two and oh, I was going to say 24, 20, but I've already picked that score. We'll say 27, 24 field goal game. I have the Texans winning 27-25, a very close game. I think this is a game they definitely can lose. It's one of those coming off an emotional high, like, and you're riding the emotional high because obviously you had the Bucks game, and that was just like CJ Stroud making great plays. And then now you beat a team who has Super Bowl aspirations, truly. You're like, okay, yeah, we can really – we can maybe go make some noise. And maybe this is a game that he's trying to get humbled a little bit, but I do think they're coached well. I think that they're they're going to be able to pull this one out. It's going to be definitely a tight game. If they're on the road, I think I actually would go with Arizona here, but with them being at home, I think that does help them out a little bit. And I go, I got the Texans 27-25. This was already going to be one of my favorite games of Sunday. Then the Deshaun Dues comes out. He's out for the season. Just a bizarre season all around for him and the Browns. Um, I'm Looks not sure like I've DJ. ever seen a more bizarre season for a quarterback. It's been weird. It's been this weird. This has been the weirdest season for a quarterback ever. Like in, out, kind of like performing well here or there, performing like absolute dog yeah. shit other other times. Uh, they say he's going to be ready for the start of the 2024 season, which means we get to do this all over again next year, unless maybe uh, Dorian Thompson, what the fuck's his name? Dorian Thompson Robinson, is that it? Yeah. I want to call him Dorian yeah. Finney-Smith is what I want to call him. But DTR, you know, if he has a good showing here, maybe, who knows? Maybe that makes Deshaun a backup next year. I doubt it. Uh, but who knows what the situation will lead. But I'm very interested. I'm actually going to roll with the Browns here. Browns are favored by a point and a half still, which I'm surprised to Ooh. see. Um, but we've seen them in this type of spot perform well. This defense is different at home than it is on the road. Uh this is almost just rooting for the chaos. You know how I do when it comes to this part of the, 
the NFL season. I just want as many teams as possible in the mix just for chaotic reasons. So the Browns winning this game would give the most chaos we could possibly have out of this. Uh, I think the Steelers overall finish ahead of the Browns, especially given that they'll have a backup. Uh, But I think they win this game. It's going to be 17 to 16 DTR on the Browns. Um, I think this is like the second lowest over under at 32 and a half and like, or 33, I think it's at at in the last like 10 years. Hmm. This is like, it's cause it's set at 33 and they obviously have the Browns by one and a half. So your score of 17, 16 is exactly what they're expecting to happen. That was what Vegas is predicting. I'm predicting 21, 16 Steelers. I think that the Steelers edge it out. Uh, I like them a little bit now more offensively uh, as much as I don't really care for Kenny Pickett. He has made some big fourth quarter plays and I think it'll be close late. So I do think he'll be able to make some plays. Najee and uh, Jalen Warren have become a nice little tandem there. Not that they're like the best in the league kind of tandem, but they've been finding a little bit of rhythm there. Uh, Deontay Johnson coming back has given them another weapon. So I have a little bit of, I have some confidence in the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers here a little bit of them but I think this game's going to be true fun chaos it's going to be ugly it's going to be disgusting uh who knows we might we might not even get a touchdown it might be similar to Jets Raiders uh who the fuck knows who the hell knows but the Steelers have won a game like that which they have (laughs) the Steelers won a playoff game like that I don't know if you remember when they beat the Chiefs 18 to 16 and they won on all field goals. I don't remember that actually. What year was that? I don't know. <laughs> like Alex Smith's like, Chiefs? Uh for Alex Smith Alex Smith. It was like the last second to last or last year of Alex Smith. They won hmm. a game 18 to 16 on all field goals. I do not remember that. <laughs> That's like, ugly. Because That's... I believe the Chiefs scored a touchdown and they, they I believe this Chiefs scored a touchdown at the end and they stopped him on the two point conversion, but they won on all field goals. That's the type of ugliness we're expecting this Sunday. That, but... I can tell you this much: it's not going to be not going to see anybody for. running down the sideline just free. I can tell you that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an ugly ass <laughs> game for sure. Uh, next, I got Giants at Commanders. Yeah. Commanders are favored by nine and a half. Obviously, Daniel Jones is out for the season. Tyrod looks like he's going to be out for the season, so it's going to be Tommy. Go get your shine box, Devito, still at the helm. Uh, he cannot move the ball at all. Um, they <laughs> they had a 12 play, used their timeouts at the end of this game down what? What was it, 49? What the fuck was the score here? It was like 49-13, was it? Uh, they, had, it was, they ended up with 17, so it was 10. It was like 49, 42-10 42-10, like that. yeah. And they're doing everything they can to score at the end. Uh, just an ugly look. I think Dayball's still there next year, but that just, just was not a good look. The optics were bad with that. <laughs> Uh, 49, 49, 49 to 10 at that point. 49 10. And they, then they end up winning 49 17. So 49 10 at that point. And they put together a Eagles type drive to get that last score at the end. Uh, look, I mean, the Commanders are just going to win this game. Uh, I know the Giants play the Commanders well. They even won their last game against them earlier in the season. Uh, I don't see it here, though. I don't see DeVito doing anything. Uh, <laughs> Commanders might even win big. Howell, low key, Sam Howell is like top ten, top five in a lot of these major passing categories. Uh, so there's there's a chance he carves them up. 
Uh, it's in will be at Commanders, so it's not like they'll have the home field advantage for the Giants where they can really get up for it. I think I'm not saying they quit on Dable, but I think if they get behind by 10 points, it's going to be a kind of a wave the white flag moment. Uh, maybe less than stellar effort from mm-hmm. the Giants. We'll say something like 27 to 12 Commanders. And they're going into Dallas on Thanksgiving, as yeah. we said. So they're going to want this game. They're going to want to just clean up this game and then give their best effort on Thursday because they still have an outside, outside shot at the wild card. Yeah, they, that seventh spot is kind of up for grabs. And the way Seattle's playing as of late, they've been up and down. You never know. Someone could fall off. You never. Uh, the Vikings might have just hit a hot streak and they might come down to earth. Or they might just really actually be a pretty good team. Like We don't really know what's going to happen. So you want to keep stacking up the wins when you can. I think they do here. 23-9 to nine is what I have it. Uh, Sam Howell actually is – he's top in a lot of categories. He's actually leading the league in passing yards, which is surprisingly enough. But, um, yeah, I, there, there's nothing that the commanders can do – or the Giants can do with the commanders – there's nothing that the Giants can really do with anybody. How would have to have a terrible game for them um, to be even in this game? You yeah, just have to have a terrible yeah, outing. I, they really would. Uh, what was your score? I didn't catch it. 27 to 12. 27 to 12. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say on this game. I, commanders win Com- confidently and comfortably. Better game to talk about. The last game of the one o'clock window that I have. Uh, Bears at Lions. Lions are a seven and a half point favorite. Justin Fields will be back in this game. Um, if you're the Lions here, I don't think this is a trap game. Obviously, Lions will be playing in, in that opening Thanksgiving Day slot as they always do. So that's a big game for them. It's a primetime game for them, essentially, you know, being the only eyes on the TV at that point during the lunch Thanksgiving window. So I think they take care of business here. What you really right want if you're a dog li- show. Yeah, right, right after the dog show. I'm sorry. If you're a Lions. <laughs> sorry. No, you're, you're good. You're good. If you're a Lions fan or if you're on the Lions team, you want their defense to show up here after what happened last week. Obviously, the Chargers are capable of that. But if there was an Achilles heel for this team, you would say it's going to be the defense prior to the season. Uh, Their defense has performed better throughout the year. But coming off of last week, you want to see them kind of shut Fields down. Fields, when he's being mobile and just really improvising, he's pretty hard to stop. Uh, He can give teams problems when he's playing like that. You really never know what you're getting with Fields. If he's doing the whole drop back thing, then, of course, then, you know, that's, that's easy pickings for everybody, really. But, you know, if he's really trying to get out of the pocket, create things, just take off in general, this could be a matchup problem for the Lions. I still think they take care of business, but I do think it's going to be a closer game. We'll say 28-24 Detroit. I have it 28-21 to 21 Detroit. I think that David Montgomery is going to have a pretty good game playing against his old team. I think that's going to be good for him, especially going um, them coming to see him. Uh, I don't see the Lions losing this game at all, but you do have two division opponents in four days. I do think that's going to be a little tough for them. And as much as I, obviously as much as, as you were saying there to nationally televised prime time, all Thanksgiving's prime time, regardless of what slot it is, all of it's prime time. So you're in like a big time spot to really show kind of like, yeah, we're this team for real. I think that they're, gonna not save it 
but if they had a if they have a blowout or a big win in them, I think it'd be more on Thanksgiving than it'd be here. Mm. I think Fields does well running, so I have them twenty eight twenty one here. And I think if they were to have a big win within the last two games, it would be the Thursday game. Got you. Got you. Uh, Sneaky good game here, though the line wouldn't say that, but I think this is going to be a closer game than what the line indicates. Uh, It's Buccaneers at the 49ers. Niners are favored by 11 and a half. Uh, I think this is going to be a touchdown game, though. That being said, uh, if they get to Baker at all, it's going to be a blowout, and it will be exactly what this line predicts. but hey, the Bucks are right in it in the NFC South. Uh, the Bucks have some talent on both sides of the ball. We keep we continue to say that like this team has real pedigree, and Baker's no slouch either. Now, if you can get to Baker and he has no time all day, then yeah, this is going to be a walk for the Niners. Uh, but I'm predicting it won't be that. Uh, it's going to be a little low scoring too, I believe. Let's say 24-21, 49ers. Nope. Um, I actually have it. I do have it as a blowout more so. I have it 31-17, 49ers. I think coming off of that win, if you're not going to get to Brock Purdy, then I think it's a field day and it's good night. Can they get to Brock Purdy? They definitely can. They have the they have the capabilities, and Todd Bowles has the defense to, uh, defensive play calling to do so. I just feel that with uh, Trent Williams being back, they're going to be able to give him enough pre- um, enough time with Debo being there, plus obviously Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk, J- George Kittle. They just have too much, and they'll be able to move the ball in Tampa. If they can protect him, they can throw on him, they throw on him, I think they start, they get up big. So I got 31-17, 49ers. Yeah, maybe I'm hoping for a good game here, and maybe I just, I don't know. I think that 11.5 is far too high. I, I really do. I just think the Buccaneers have talent. But at the same it's, time, like I said, if if it's, it's Bosa, a tricky spread. yeah, if it's Bosa and Chase Young just getting to Baker, then yeah, it very well could be a repeat of the Jags game last week. Maybe not thirty-five-three, but it could get mm-hmm. ugly. But I don't know. Buccaneers need a good win yeah. in this spot against a good team, or at least a good showing, because that division is going to continue to be wide open. Uh, does look like Derek Carr should play. Uh, I think they got to buy this week, but it looks like he'll at least come back and play. I don't think it's going to be Jameis. Uh, so who knows? Mm. I mean, I did like what I saw out of the Saints prior to this game last week against the Vikings, but you you never really know in the NFC South, but you have to feel good if you're the Buccaneers in comparison to the Falcons. So I don't know. They yeah. at least need a good showing. I don't think, of course, they're not going to win this game. I would be shocked, but you at least need a good showing here to build confidence going into that this home stretch of the season. Cause once it's Thanksgiving, I mean, that's really where the men separate from the boys when it comes to the NFL. So they need something here to at least just prove that they're a playoff team or in that ilk. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then next, uh, we got, what's the next game? We got the Seahawks at the Rams and the Rams are a one point underdog at home. I actually like the Ravens here or sorry, the Rams here. We've mentioned how the Seahawks have been up and down, uh, and they really looked pretty good last week. Geno, at least, corrected a lot of his mistakes last week. He looked good. Uh, but we've seen the Rams play the Seahawks tough. They blew him out in week one. Stafford's coming back from this game. Uh, if this was not Stafford, then I would definitely be all over the Seahawks here. But I'm going to go with the Rams in a low-scoring game. I mean, aside from the opening game, we do see a lot of low-scoring efforts with these two teams. 
Uh, so I'm going to say 21-17, Los Angeles. Um, I actually had the Rams as well. I had all my picks written down prior, so we're we're aligned on a lot of stuff this week. We've been a little, we've been actually pretty off the last few weeks. This week we're pretty much aligned. Uh, by the way, I'm three games up on you right now. We've been kind of staying. I was up seven, then you got back, and then we've kind of been just staying. Even though we've been picking different games, we've been splitting those games 50-50, so I'm three games up on you right now. But I do have the Rams 25-23. to 9-5 um, McVay against Carroll. He's done pretty well against Carroll throughout the entirety of his career. Uh, Stafford is coming back. Cooper Cup, I think he has a pretty big game. I believe they're coming off of a bye I think the Rams are coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. I remember correctly last week they didn't play. Yeah. So I think that McVay off of a bye gets the job done against them, especially even though they're at home. Not really at home, but at home. So they they at least feel like they're at home. They go and throw their own home routine, even if the crowd may say 50-50 or even 55-45. For sure. For sure. Next in the four o'clock window, we have an AFC East matchup. It's the Jets at the Bills. Bills coming off a tumultuous week. Uh, they fire Ken Dorsey after the game, which I thought was—I don't think it was deserved at all. I mean, they're only one year removed from Dable. Uh, if you look at the team stats, they're really still one of the better offensive teams in the league. Uh, it's not Ken Dorsey turning the ball over. Uh, I don't really, I mean, this seems like just true fall guy type of stuff. Uh, I don't know if that Absolutely. means maybe McDermott is the next guy to go in the offseason, especially if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. But I thought that was a bullshit firing. I really did. I don't think he deserved to go at all. Uh, really, this is on Josh Allen more than anything. And even he's not really, it's not that he's turning the ball over a ton. It's when he's turning the ball over. It's all in key moments. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit, it was Broncos, Bills. And what we know of the Broncos, that's the kind of performance the Bills put on. The Bills look like the Denver Broncos or the Denver Broncos we've kind of built them as, you know. Uh, Right down Mm -hmm. to that fumble, I believe Cook had, he recovered it. But, I mean, the fact that he broke away, had it stripped from behind, and then he still recovered it. But, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we've seen from the Broncos since last year. And, you know, while we're talking about the Broncos, and we'll talk about them literally in the next game – I really like what I'm seeing out of them. They look like they're possibly a wild card contender now. Uh, But the Bills, look, at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to be a touchdown game. I think that line's a bit high, just given how the Jets have played the Bills. But there's no way in hell I have Zach Wilson winning at Buffalo. He hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. Uh, No, the Bills are going to get right here. Who knows what happens after that? Their schedule is scary after this. Their next three is what? It's like Eagles, Chiefs. And Bengals is their next three, I want to say. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bengals, no, but um, hold on. I know it's not the Bengals. They played the Bengals a couple weeks ago. It is uh, mm, Jet, Jets, obviously, this week. They've got the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. Three. So you need to <laughs> Eagles, at least Chiefs, just – You need to at least just win against the Jets. I think they do. Uh, I was going to say 23-17, but that would involve a touchdown. What the hell? I'll be nice. 23-17 Bills. The Jets get a touchdown somewhere. Maybe it's a defensive touchdown. But yeah, the Bills got to take um, care of business here. They lose this game. You can almost consider their season over. You really could. Yeah. 
what was you said a touchdown favorite? Yeah, it's seven point spread. Okay. Um, I all of my body wants to pick the Jets twenty three twenty one. I have Buffalo twenty seven twenty Jets twenty three twenty one on here with a slash in between. Not sure which one I was going to choose coming in. I am taking the Bills just because seeing jo- seeing Zach Wilson go into Buffalo and win a game. I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing rather than predict it and then see it. Um, I couldn't agree with you more where I don't feel that he should have been fired. Sean McDermott's next. And it's not even because I think he's doing a terrible job or anything. I just think at some point you're going to, when you keep going down, cause I mean, I predicted them to miss the playoffs and I think that there are trending that way right now. I think there's too many good teams in the AFC and they won't have tiebreakers either. But, um, when you keep trending downward going from AFC championship game to then now missing the playoffs and gotten worse every single year, it doesn't look great. And someone's going to have to be the fall for that, even though really the guy at fault the most is Josh Allen. He's led the league in turnovers every year, pretty much of his career. And other than the years with Dayball, but otherwise like it's really Josh Allen. He throws unnecessary picks. And he throws them at the most inopportune times. So it comes down to his decision-making more than anything. And I don't think Ken Dorsey deserved to deal with that. But Buffalo, 27-20. to 20. And you had Buffalo, 23-17? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you want to fire Dorsey at the end of the year, fine. But it was a complete panic move yeah. on McDermott's part to just yeah. let him go from the staff. Uh, by the way, if McDermott were to get fired in the offseason or on Black Monday – I wouldn't agree with that either. Like, I think he's more than deserved to stay there. I mean, he's really been their only stability, uh, what, in the last 15, 20 years, probably since Bledsoe was on the Bills. I mean, they just haven't had any stability, they, mm-hmm. especially during the Brady era. So, I mean, I would hope they wouldn't fire him either. I mean, really, I mean, doesn't matter to me either way being a Patriots yeah. fan. But just in general, do I think that would be a deserving firing? No, I don't. So... I but think they might though. I really could I really think they might. Could happen. I, really, I don't think it's deserved though. I think, you know, you build up yeah, that equity in, in Buffalo sure. and especially in a football crazy city like Buffalo, a uh, small town compared to, you know, all these other football cities, but you know, you want to build I mean, look, you don't want Josh Allen heading into what is the prime of his career? He's in the middle of his prime right now, but you don't want him heading into like smack dab in the middle of his career with a possibly subpar coach. We don't know who's going to be out there, but, you know, say that coach isn't what McDermott's been for him. Uh, that could get ugly very quick in Buffalo, which just seems like a cursed franchise. Poor Bills. I genuinely feel bad for them. Uh, but- I would try to find Buffalo. I mean, because I, if they miss the playoffs, I do think they'll fire him, even if it's not, even my opinion, I don't think that's the necessary move. Uh, I think they need to get a really good offensive coordinator there. I think their choices, they should definitely go after Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator in Detroit. I know he's going to be getting a lot of calls, obviously, with how Detroit's progressed and played. And then always, even though he's suspended right now, Jim Harbaugh, I always think that he's a he's been a winner every step of the way, everywhere he has coached. I think, I think Jim Harbaugh would be perfect for Josh Allen. We- I think the way he coaches, he – He's a running, he's a run first guy, which I think would help him out there. And obviously, you allow Josh to be Josh, but he's a run first guy. But he's also a quarterback, and then he's played well coaching. Well, I just think John, Har- John, 
Jim Harbaugh would be great for Josh Allen. Yeah, we need Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. Uh, I was disappointed to see him go when he left to Michigan after his Niners stint. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't been back already. So, yeah, no, as soon as possible, we need Jim Harbaugh back. And that would be a great fit. That would be, in my opinion, a coaching upgrade from McDermott. And I think McDermott's a good coach. It would be. But Harbaugh's a great coach. What's up? As a Patriots fan, as a Patriots fan, I'm scared of that. Yeah, that would be that would be tough. I mean, especially with the talent that the Bills do have on their roster. But I mean, again, they're really mm-hmm. they're hurt on defense. So I mean, yeah, it would just yeah, they should not fire McDermott. But yeah, if he, they do end up firing him, that would be the name I would go for. If I'm a lot of teams, excuse me, <clears throat> if I'm a lot of teams, Jim Harbaugh's the name I'm going for too. Like he should absolutely yep. be back in the NFL. Uh, moving on to the yep. Sunday night football game, though, we got Vikings at Broncos. Low key, out of all these games, I know we got Eagles Chiefs. I know we got tonight the AFC North battle Bengals, Ravens, Lamar, Joe Burrow. But hey, this is one of the games, especially on Sunday slate, maybe the game I'm looking forward to the most on Sunday slate. Uh, like I said, prior probably yeah. would have been Brown Steelers, but. I think this game's going to be a roller coaster. I mean, Dobbs has looked great since he's gotten to the Vikings. The Broncos, if nothing else, have been entertaining. Uh, Russ has looked much better. That was a throwback. That was a throwback Russ game on Monday night. He had a few flips in there. Uh, that play he had was it Sutton or Judy? To Sutton. Sutton that to had Sutton his had his feet down. Zone. That was like the lowest possible or a lowest completion 3%. predictability or something about it for by ESPN standards. Yeah, and it was like the completion the completion percentage rate was at like 3% on the right. play because of like how he was rolling out and Sutton beautiful feet beautiful hand like how he pulled that in was amazing and then obviously you saw Russ throw it you're like he's just throwing that away that's okay way to avoid the second and you're like oh he caught it, Drop it in. So he's in bounds what do you mean and apparently number 2 that was, no, that was crazy number 2 on that list which is or that that stat which i think only goes i don't know if it's like 10 years 15 years or maybe it's who knows how far it goes back it's a newer mm-hmm. stat i guess uh so maybe even like 8 years who yeah. fuck knows him to lock it point being it? yeah this, the second one was that two point conversion he had in that NFC championship game against the Packers where he's running around, he's spinning around, he just throws it up. That was apparently number two on the list. So Russ is one and two. That uh, one, as a Packers fan, that's the one that hurts me the most. Other than the <laughs> obviously the onside. Jeff, I think Jeff Janis maybe with the onside kick. But that one, obviously you had the great pass over the middle. He got behind the defense. He made a great pass. But that point conversion, that one would haunt me forever because if you just stop that it changes the entirety of the game that's one of my favorite games oh, that man. i've watched that was an incredible game uh low scoring but tons of action all around and it was low scoring tons of action mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but man i don't really yeah, know who the to Packers pick have been a part of some of the like a lot of great games they sorry have. they <laughs> sorry. have the Packers been a lot of really good games but we'll, we'll talk about it another time we got big things to go tonight yeah no i just i don't really know who to lean here think i would favor the broncos but i mean look the vikings seem like they got some sort of magic with them and i I love dobbs like i I even liked him on arizona i said how much he had surprised me he looked very competent and then for his whatever reason has taken off uh where quarterbacks really shouldn't be taken off when they don't know the playbook and all that but it's unleashed him uh, i've heard some people compare this to Lynn sanity it's kind of apropos uh 
Man, I can't help but think, though, like, what would this team be? Because, I mean, I called this back in week three or four. I said, watch out for the Vikings to make a run. Kirk Cousins is playing phenomenal, this and that. Up, literally up until his injury, he was playing phenomenal. And here we are. And there's still looks like they're still going to make a wild card run. I would love to pick the Vikings here. I do think the Broncos have something going, though. Uh, let's have a thriller here. Let's say 35-32 Broncos. That's what I'm hoping for. Who knows if it'll actually happen. It'll probably be about 10 points less, but I'm going to hope for a shootout and a thriller. And what was the spread on this? Two and a half. Broncos favored. I've got the Vikings winning this game 26 to 23. And Josh Dobbs has weapons. He's love he him and uh, TJ Hawkinson great connection last game. He's got Jordan Addison, Je- Justin Jefferson's back this week. I think pretty positive he's going to be back this week. So that they could have a be top scary. 10 defense. Obviously, Denver has been playing well. And Tem- De- uh, Denver has been playing well. Uh, Denver has been like a top five defense since their seventy point debacle. There are no no stats ever going to really say it now because of the fact of how bad they were at the beginning of the season. But since that moment, they've, I think, allowed 16 a game over the last four or five games there. So they've been playing very good football. Um, it's going to be a good game. It's definitely top five, top four for best games of the week. You've got Cincy, you've got uh, Philly, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, regardless still. I think that's still going to be a really good, fun game, even though it's going to be a defensive battle. And then got this. So, But I got 26-23, Josh Dobbs, Sunday Night Football. Dobbs Mania. Thing. Dobbs mania. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Broncos having a top 10 defense since uh, the Vikings also have a top 10 defense. So maybe this is a lower scoring game, but I think it's going to be fireworks, whatever the case. I don't think it's going to be a normal. Or, or what? No. I was about to say, or in those weird, weird situations where there's two good defensive teams, it's a party. They both just throw parties on him. So I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I hope for, like, your 35-32, I hope, more than my 26-23. Because that means Dobbs and, like, you saw Vintage Russ, and you saw Dobbs trying to be his best impersonation of Russell Wilson. So, Yeah, I mean, I think regardless of the score, it's going to be fireworks. Like, I think we could see a play <laughs> where someone gets picked off, and it looks like it's going to be a pick six, and then, oh, it's a strip fumble going back to the offense. Like, I think it's going to be one of those type of games. The Broncos can't seem to play a normal game. The Vikings damn sure haven't played a normal game in quite a while. And they're always one-score games. Vikings are never blown out, it seems like. They're yeah. always competitive in these games. So this should be a good one. I can't wait. Uh, definitely better than our Sunday night game last week. But Monday night, we'll end with this. It's Eagles at Chiefs. Both teams coming off a bye. Super Bowl rematch. <sighs> line all week was Chiefs by three. Now it's Chiefs by two and a half. Uh, I was prepared really to take the Eagles. I mean, I got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I do think overall the Eagles are the best team in the league, especially when healthy. But man, the closer we're getting to this game, I just think it's I think it's going to be Mahomes, even though they don't have a receiving core to speak of, really. Even though Kelsey, last time we saw him, he was getting shut out by the Miami Dolphins. Even though... Mahomes has just been Holmes, Patrick Holmes, like uh, maybe playing like Jackson Mahomes more so, maybe playing like the high school star, Patrick Mahomes, the basketball player, more so than what we've been accustomed to with Patrick Mahomes. But I'm kind of leaning that way. Uh, I think it will be low scoring. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really know where I'm going to go here. I, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. No, no, I'm not going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to pick the Eagles. I think. Let me get this. Let me let me get this straight. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I'm going to pick against them because I need to win here. So I'm going to ride with the Eagles because they were my Super Bowl team. But I have a feeling you're going to go Chiefs. So I'm going to go Eagles. And guess what? If you pick the Eagles, then I'm flipping back What's over the to score? Chiefs. Ugh, what is the score? Here? What's the score? I don't know. It's going to be mid-20s. I seem to fall on 24 a lot. We'll say 25 to 22 instead. Instead of 24-21. We're going to bump it up points. 25-22. Eagles, Philly. So the other game that I had written down, I had obviously Buffalo, New York with the slash. I had Philly 26-24 slash Kansas City 30-22. to And I'm going with Kansas City 30-22, to and this is a last-second decision because I actually wrote down Philly first. Um, it really comes down to... Andy Reid off of a bye is tough. When he has two weeks to game plan for you, I think that's really tough. You get a week to study film, and you get a week for these receivers to kind of gain a little bit more rapport with the Chiefs. The thing with the Eagles is the Eagles don't really have steps to get better. They just need to be more tuned. The Chiefs have steps to get better, and I think that's what the bye week is for, and I think the Chiefs will take a step to get a little bit better. I think the Eagles are like overall a better team because they already have everything in place. They just need, okay, Jalen, just cut down on the turnovers a little bit. Okay, we just got to make sure we can shore up the back end a little bit here. And then the Chiefs actually have like, okay, we got to find out our receivers. We got to find out some certain things. But since the offense is their biggest problem, you have Reed and Mahomes have two weeks to figure that out. I think they get it done. They really need to get the receiving core right in Kansas City. Uh, you can throw mm-hmm. on the Eagles' defense, uh, but if they're getting to Mahomes, it might be a long night. Uh, the Chiefs' defense, however, they can match up with the Eagles' offense. Hurts, no pun intended here, looks a little hurt, looks a little banged up. Uh, he isn't running the ball as effectively. So, I mean, there is a recipe here for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. It'll be interesting I mean, to see how he comes off the bye. For sure, for sure. But the Eagles do have more talent. Uh, so, I mean, you know, this this could be a case. But look, it's the Chiefs at home. Uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out more reasons for the Chiefs to win, but I'm picking against them. But I really do think it trends more towards the Chiefs than it does the Eagles. Now, if this game was in Philly, I'd pick Philly, and not even think about it. But yeah, you know there is more credence to your pick, uh, and you went Chiefs like I thought you would. So I'm just gonna roll with the Eagles just because we've agreed so much this week. But I really am feeling the Chiefs more. So I'm phony. Yeah. You want to know what's surprising though? Huh. Even though it felt like we've agreed the entire time, we've had we have five picks that are different. Do we? And they happen to be, in my opinion, the five best games of the week. They have a Cincy in Cincy, uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minnesota, and uh, Denver, Philly, Casey, and then Arizona, Houston. Okay, we have okay. all five of those games different. So we do have some differences in our games here. I think this week it just didn't feel like it because I see where you're coming from on every single one of your picks and you see where I'm coming from on every one of mine. We're just we're just at we're just ended up at this different time. But this is uh we'll see. 
look, we did really good timing for this. It's almost 8.15. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if it's 8.15 or 8.20 that it starts, but it's one of the two. I do have a question before we depart. What did you think of the Draymond Green headlock, and what did you think of the five-game suspension? I thought five was a little much. I thought they would go with three because he didn't throw any punches or anything, but I definitely think that the the headlock was unnecessary. But I think the reason why he got the five was not because of the initial headlock, but was because of the fact that he just like almost refused to let go. Because like Rudy Gobert came up to Clay after Clay and I think Jaden McDaniels kind of got into it a little bit of whatever. Clay started pushing him, even though they got it locked up a little bit, and then Clay's jersey got ripped. And then Dre Enforcer Dre came in, big bouncer Dre came in and put him in the sleeper, but didn't actually want to put him to sleep. He just wanted to restrain him like you would do with a troubled minor. Um, so like I I would have gone with three, but five is I'm not like terribly upset with five. A troubled minor. Uh, I actually think he should have been suspended. <laughs> I think it should have been a bigger suspension, honestly. Uh, oh, do you? Adam Silver, I mean, I've said this. He's He's been good for the league in some ways. In a lot of ways, I think he's like an assistant principal running the league. And this is one like David Stern would have had this would have been a 12 to 15 game suspension. Like, how are you going to say what you want about Ja? I thought 25 was a little high. I thought 20 games would have been fine for Ja, but he flashed a gun. This could have went really wrong. Like there is I'm not I'm a huge fan of the UFC, but it's not like I'm a fucking MMA expert here on techniques, but there is wrong ways to do headlocks like that could have been really wrong like he could have accidentally broke mm-hmm. rudy gobert's neck not to mention it was just wild and necessary like yeah clay and mcdaniels were in it he saw he seized his opportunity when he just saw robert put hands on clay at all and just was like okay i'm going for the choke and wouldn't let go steve kerr's yelling for him to let go like the warriors are yelling for draymond to let go uh this should have been an eight to ten game suspension i believe was not surprised at all that it was five uh, honestly thought it was going to be three, like you said, because Adam Silver's just soft. Like I said, he runs this, runs this league like an assistant principal. Uh, great content for the night, though. Uh, hilarious to see Draymond take it literally from zero to 100. Then Rudy Gobert claps back at him at the end of the game and said, yeah, I knew he was going to try to do some wild shit because he does that anytime Steph's out. Anytime Steph's out, Draymond doesn't want to play, so I knew he was going to get ejected. I thought that was very interesting. Then he said something like... Did you see the stats on it? No, I didn't. There's stats to back it up, too? Um, yeah, so Draymond, there's been, I think, 80, uh, 74 games without Steph he's played. He's gotten ejected out of seven of them with Steph. Wait, wait, how many, how been, many games he's been without Steph? 74? That's, he's played 74 games without Steph, and he's been ejected out of seven of, uh, seven of them. And then I think out of the other um like six hundred and like fifty whatever games he's had, he's only been ejected like three times. Like it's literally been like without like in the regular season it is like without Steph, like the percentages are like actually massively higher. Obviously he's not gonna get ejected out of every single game because that's he's a human being. So total it's been three I and guess seven. Without of them. Steph, he's like, yeah. Uh the total it's been like he's like got ejected like pretty much at like one every 10 games instead of like one out of every like 50 or 60. 
and it's been a decently sized size sample size. So it's like, and not that it's like crazy, like he's been in like every other game he gets ejected, but definitely the percentage is much higher without with without Steph than it is with him, which is kind of, which also speaks a little bit to Steph because Steph's able to de-escalate what could be a flagrant two to maybe a flagrant one, depending on like what the situation I don't know. is. I don't know if I agree with that. De-escalated to a take. And then, so, but then, but then sometimes it's just Draymond being Draymond. I feel like maybe one or two of them, Draymond time, Steph could probably go overboard. Or maybe it's just like the sheer presence of Steph. He's like, I want, like, let's play with it. I don't think there's any de-escalating Draymond. I don't think it matters who's on the court with Draymond. That's I mean, fair. he. That's fair. This guy got kicked off out of the finals game so he had he i mean come on he punched jordan pool never got suspended for that by the way um and look jordan pool not defending the punch at all because no nah, i mean that was od but jordan pool has looked like a joke in washington uh there were some people Dude. like love kg to death love kg but him saying that jordan pool is gonna have a james harden type season or james harden type breakout that was insane uh he has just looked I like Poole's game, but he's just looked uh, more like Nick Young than anything in Washington. Pedestrian, yeah. Yeah, pedestrian, right? Throw pedestrian in there, too. But, no, nah, I mean, he's just like – he's throwing towels around. He's pissed at the coach. He's not looking at plays in the huddle. Like, he just looks like a nightmare teammate. And the Warriors will go out and tell you that every chance they get. Anytime it's any press conference, they're like, yeah, the chemistry is so much better, this and that, this and that. Um, I'll and, save all these thoughts for another but, time, but – I do think the Warriors have their own issues. I think they're a better team. Oh, but I think uh, I think they need a big man or three or four or five <laughs> to go on their I, bench. I, to be honest with you, I don't, Kyle. I'm not even gonna say I don't even think that's their biggest issue right now. I'm gonna quickly say that I think they need a score. They need that too. Steph, Steph Curry. Other than Brandon, whatever his last name is, can't think of him. Who put up 23 because everyone got ejected. That was the first game. Anyone but Steph Curry in one game by Dario Saric went over 20. Mm. Clay hasn't gone over 20 all season long. It's been like their offense has looked great early because Steph has been putting on shows and Steph's still putting on shows and they're either losing close games or like whatever. Like it's been a Steph Curry. He would, he looks like an MVP. Obviously he's not right now. He'd probably, I mean, we're not getting into whoever it would be right now, but like he's looking at it. It's going to be an MVP candidate. And then the rest of the team offensively is looking like pretty decent. Chris Paul's running a show on the bench, but that's whatever. But yeah, you're right. That's a whole nother conversation. We've got a lot to talk about there, but this game is about to start. So thank you. This was the Warner brothers podcast. I am Keenan, obviously Kyle there as well. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um youtube i know we have a facebook that was barely usable but facebook too warner brothers podcast apple podcast spotify catch us also on live take we'll be going live live take for the halftime and after the show after the game of this so when you see this double back check us out for our live reaction of the Bengals versus ravens game uh this was the warner brothers podcast and we are out <laughs>